<laughs> oh, there, son. Have you still got your money pinned to your underpants? Yes, sir, Dad, but I have bad news for you. Yeah? What? Well, it'll kill your mother. She's dead already. Dad. It doesn't matter. It doesn't Send me matter. a picture. <laughs> hey, have you been getting all the letters? No, well, only I didn't get any letters this week. You didn't? No. Oh, well, there's something on the way. I, it's, it's, the, it's the park incident. I oh, obviously it'll come in the form of a large man with horns. Yeah. <laughs> Did Peter get his letter? No. I didn't. He didn't? No, I didn't. I didn't. He, uh, he, he didn't even make the team. Oh, well, he'll be getting it anyway. It's kind of, and I have something for David, which I'll send out as soon as I can. What's happening in Los Angeles? It's wonderful here. No, <clears throat> there's been no bummers. Uh, nobody's told me to do anything I didn't want to do all week. Uh, right? And it's been really unconfusing. David, how's it been with you? It's been very nice here. The weather has changed today, and I actually have a little view out of my window, and I painted my bedroom. Oh, wonderful. You know Phil, yeah? hold on a minute. Now, here's Peter Brinkman. Brinkman of the Fire Sign Theater. I've heard of him. Yeah. Phil, the only thing I want to know is that the, you were very vague on this telephone call about actually what was going on at that party and things like that. What was going on that makes you think it's Rosemary's Baby? I mean, just the kind of people or... No, it was just nitrous oxide. I mean, they sniff nitrous oxide out here, too. But what's the difference between the scene out there and the scene here? Because you've been in the same kind of, you know, right. scene both places. Right. Well, the, the people were uh, uh, suspicious of outsiders. There was a lot of paranoid, but in-group paranoid. Not the kind of sort of general wishy-washy sloppy paranoia that we have in California. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the guys in the blue suits or, you know, the people with the shaved heads. It's much deeper than that. It has to do with rules that you live by within your little private cabin. Well, isn't that because partially because there's no outside in New York? Everything's inside? Right. There's no outside. You go up the elevator to your apartment, but there is an outside. You see, the people just get afraid of it and afraid to look at well, it. Well, there are people head. filming them if they go out to Central Park. <laughs> right. There are like, you know, three movie companies filming in Central Park. Sure, the, the lines in, of reality in the city become constantly confused. You're always under surveillance of some sort, you know. Do you, do you feel like a white rat in an experiment at all? Uh, uh, no. You don't I, have I to answer okay. that fully. I feel a little bit like a scientist, though. Yeah? You know? I mean, you can't help but feel like a scientist if you're, if you're, you're carrying a role. I, I was on Paul's show yesterday and, and rapped a little bit about, uh, you know, making movies and about the schizophrenia of this particular uh, experience of, having, of being a character and, and looking for a certain kind of reality. And I'll be able to, you know, to talk a lot about that. Also, see, I'm also, like, I'm searching for locations for our movie. See, and, and writing little things down about that. So it's living on several different levels, and I guess it gives me a certain kind of objectivity that the, the city people don't all have, you see. Your mother wants to know why your grades have dropped this term. Well, tell her that, I, tell her that I'm, I'm doing my best, but I, I, I'm not in school anymore. <laughs> I want to know why I found some hair growing on your notebook. Well, it's part of, it's, tell her it's an experiment. It's an experiment, huh? Yeah. Hey, are you looking for locations for the movie in New York or in your mind? No, in New York. Oh, no. We don't want to come to New York. <laughs> you, we want to get you away from New York after two months and bring you back here and make it here. Oh, you want to make it in L.A.? Oh, sure, man. You know, make it where all the old comedies were made. Make it oh, real simple. Let's make okay, it but there's also, if you wouldn't mind going to San Antonio, Texas, which still exists there. I'll be just a minute. The World's Hemisphere, which still exists there, which is apparently sort of like a ghost town that looks like Brasilia. Yeah. An empty yeah, exposition? At least we could go there on a weekend and do some writing. Is that is that an empty exposition park, you that's mean, for the fair? Much, yep, that's pretty much what it is. Oh, that'd be fun. I've seen some neat movies shot in empty amusement parks, right, but that'd right. be far out. Well, I heard about that from Herb at the party tonight, see? Phil? Yeah? Uh, we just had one thing that'll interest you here. 
There's a picture of two people I've got, and I'm looking at it right now, a picture of a girl in an old-fashioned dress, and then a guy with dark glasses and a tin cup and a cane. Yeah. And it says, Dress Up Day at Whittier High, 1930. <laughs> Richard Nixon, masquerading as a bum panhandler, amuses his girlfriend, Ola Florence Welch. Oh, that's wonderful. It's a paper filled with pictures. Hey, listen, there's a bunch of Germans out here who are looking at me ferociously, so I want to read you one of the little items, and then I'll have to call you next week. Bill, you take care of yourself now. You come right home if it gets too bad. I'll be all right, Dad. Oh, there's a guy looking at me. Here it is. Moscow. Clothes may make the man in the Western world, but in the Soviet Union, it is shoes. When a Russian is introduced to a stranger, he first looks at his shoes. They're a sure indicator of wealth, social station, and national origin. The most popular man in town is the one who hears of a new shoe shipment at Gum, the department store. Well, doggum. Okay, compadres? So long, Cisco. All right, I'm riding off into the sunset, and I'm believe me, I'm taking a cab home. Oh, well, yes, sir. And you watch out for any pink ladies. Love to the folks. Oh, uh, what folks? Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye. Don't eat any spooks. Oh, boy. I'm worried about Phil out oh, there in New York. I know it's York, dangerous man. being in New York. Well, that's no, just Hollywood, is. you know? That's just like those Hollywood crazy Phil can go to No, it's crazy in New York. You and I like concrete, and you're doing it on the 50th like, floor yeah. instead of doing it on Mulholland Drive where you can at least walk out and be crazy with a few trees around. I mean, it's really weird there. Wow, gee, gosh. I mean, we were there in March, and, like, there are parts of the city that have already been given over to decay. Really, there are parts of New York where, like, the street signs are actually falling down and nothing's going to be fixed again, and it's really like the land of despair. Wow. And you almost know, the land of the spare tire. <laughs> the land of the spare tire, right. Yeah. I, was thinking about, uh, the, the, I was thinking about the devil as oh, I was yeah. driving up. <laughs> <laughs> there there right, right. I was I thinking about what it's like to be dead, and you're thinking about the devil. Mm, it's another day in Los Angeles. <laughs> And then Phil, uh, Phil started to talk about it. That's right. So he must have been thinking about the devil, too. Rosemary's baby, Rosemary's baby. situation. Well, it's also we're, we're, we are transit now into cancer. Mm. And, uh, and a hard see. transit it was, too, I thought. Yeah, it's around. been hard, and it's been, there's a sense of relief the last couple of days, especially since the wind came up. Still mm. a little weird, man. Maybe that it's that just me, but or I don't know. But I've been feeling for ever You've since. You've been sort of down today, I notice. Well, I was down. I've been down like for the last seven or eight days, man. There's been like I've been trying to really been uh, sh shackled with the whole idea of like why would do when I get up every morning because I'm a pretty good cat. Is all the smog and the dirt and the stuff still here? I still can't. I can't figure it out anymore. The why trees. Why is that still in my movie? He yeah. Said. Why is it? Why are the trees getting? drier and drier and everything is drying up and there's no water. I'm a little, I'm, well, I can't understand well, partially, it. Partially, I mean, you know, like... Parsley's gone, a, too. Yeah, the parsley's all gone, none expected from... Uh, that's right. From, uh, the nuns are expected, but they're no good. They don't make their own food. <laughs> right. right. Bend over, Sister Felicity. You know, I get a feeling that... Bend over uh, backwards to make things better. Yeah, make them work. Father, that's right, make Father them work. Sarah might have said just about the same thing. I think it's all... It, it, this is actually a desert, and I will yeah. confess to you that uh, there's no question about the fact that smog does wither the vegetables. Yeah. But uh, then again, uh, not as much as the Oregon police out there, you know. The Oregon. It's pretty weird. Yeah, yeah but this is a desert. This is a desert, and yeah, if it gets hot, dry... If it gets dry, nothing but the ice plant and the... You know, 
Yeah. Those, the, the, I mean, the grass is all gone. But and like, if you go out to the desert, like you go out to Death Valley, and yeah. you, you say, I think, say, oh, hey, it sure is hot, it sure is dry, but it doesn't bring you down because you don't say, and I wonder why 12 million people are here. Right. Right? right. That's the only that's difference. The thing. Yeah, you live in the middle of a city, man. The only reason Phil's going through like that scene in New York is because he's there. Right, I mean, if you were, so if you were in there. Cleveland, you wouldn't be doing this. No, same man, thing. there is not the same thing on that level in Cleveland. The closest especially. you get is a lot of people in suburban Cleveland who sort of uh, think that they're Paul Newman and, uh, and that's right, and Joanne Woodward, and maybe do a little key couple switching. Yeah, or something. yeah. In other words, I am never right. Exactly, I'm never heavily brought down to be in the presence of a bunch of guys in chemise Lacoste shirts with, with with golf clubs. It doesn't it doesn't tear me as much as you know as a person talking black magic in the midst of the smog. But well, let's face it, man, I'm freaked by all that black magic talk and all that Rosemary's Baby. Blows and, my mind. And that whole thing, man. And I, I, I saw Rosemary's Baby, and I thought as you and Annalie and I walked out across the street, I thought no good can come of this. And I didn't mean that, 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 that Sharon Tate, anything was going to happen. But it was seems pretty man. obvious that if, as an artist, man, you make your living and you do your work in that world, that it's going to reflect, and it's out of art that that, that stuff... It's not that it comes back on you. I don't want to impute that to Roman Polanski and Sharon Tate or Charles Manson. But, man, if you live in a bummer, you're going to live a bummer. You're going I mean, to live a bummer. There's just no way. If you're making movies about bummers, then your life's going to be if, a bummer. If you're going to make... I mean, I can't... I'm now sound, sounding like uh, Chief X of the Revolutionary Ideals Committee. Yes. But if you're okay. going... We you know, know you're really Chief Y. <laughs> Chief Y. Why? Why? If you are going to gather a huge number of people together, a large amount of money, a large amount of time, and make a huge project that will then be seen by millions of people, why make it about stupid, silly bummers, man? Okay. Why make it such a why make it such a huge intellectual bring down? It's like one thing. Just it's like to do a movie about black magic is weird because first of all, you have to be an intellectual and know about black magic, which the general lumpen proletariat doesn't know about. Then you write an, a, a movie which is clever and make it palatable or dramatic, mm -hmm. so that then they, whoever they are, name three, can go and get this misshapen kind of clever idea of, of something that's really a bummer. Well, they you walk into your bummer. I mean, they right. walk literally into Roman Polanski and every actor who worked on that film's trip. 